This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. And a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and with me on the line only today is Mr. Marriott. Jamesy, how be? Now the chuff are you? Hey, up. Yeah, just the two of us then tonight. <laughs> um, in I, I managed two weeks in honour of the fact that um, Dickie Al's not with us tonight. I'm, I'm drinking a bottle of uh, Brewdog Elvis juice <laughs> only because I know it's his favourite. I, I am sticking with my not drinking during the podcast thing, but this is just to kind of try and fill the void that uh, that Rich has left behind. You managed what three podcasts with you not drinking in podcasts? Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, it's impressive, to be fair, for you, Jay. That's, that's absolutely fantastical. But yes, it is. It's rather an intimate little affair this evening. We've been left all, all on our own. Jeeves has lit some candles. We have some beautiful music playing in the background. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll not argue, James. Um, <laughs> let's just see what happens, shall we? Have you bought me any chocolates or anything? Of, well, I have a stash just in case. You never know when someone's going to pop round for an intimate little affair, you see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, right then, ladies and gents, so let's crack on with some Wednesday news, shall we? Uh, first things first, we'll start with the uh, the QPR, James, if that's okay with you. Um, this was a very... You describe it as the QPR James. The QPR that's James. brilliant. It's, I love that, QPR James. We've, we've named it in honour of you, James, because we're not quite sure what to do with it. Um, <laughs> it's a rather odd little I, game. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I was mega, mega, mega grumpy, all right, um, through that. And, and I consider myself to be, you know, a bit of a happy clapper, um, annoyingly positive. And, um, you know, I, I think I kind of get on quite a few people's nerves because I always try and look for the positives and all that kind of stuff. I, I was really grumpy on Saturday. And I think I was grumpy. It was a lovely day up till about 
20 to 3. And then I was in a, a bad mood for the rest of the afternoon because they've stopped selling beer on the North Stand. I mean, they still sell lager and whatnot, but they used to have that one um, outlet right at the end of the North Stand that started doing like proper, you know, nice pale ale and they had a bitter on and stuff. And it's gone. They've taken it away. And it's like, we're supposed to be moving forward as a football club, not backward as a football club. And honestly, I was I was in a right mood for the whole afternoon. And two people messaged me on Sunday saying um, they'd seen me at half time and said, I've never seen you like that before, James. I've never seen you so negative about stuff. Because uh, I was having a right old wine. And I don't know if it's because of the fact that there wasn't any decent beer on or whether it was the fact that we didn't play brilliantly. And... In hindsight, I think we've got to give QPR a bit of credit because I think that they're a decent team. I said this on the pod last week, actually. I think something about QPR just makes me think they're going to do all right this season. And I thought that they actually put together some decent passages of play. Um, I think if we played them in another couple of months, they would probably have won that game. And they had a couple of chances where where they they could have stolen it, really. Um, And, yeah, we never... It never really looked like we were on the verge of getting a win out of that game. It never felt like we were on top. I mean, we'll come on to talk about Sunderland um, in a while, which I think was a a different equation entirely. Uh, but QPR, I don't know. I, I came away just thinking this season it ain't, it's not going to happen for us if we if we're playing like that. It's not going to happen for us. The thing is with the QPR game, and I was frustrated watching it. Really, really frustrated watching it. But Carlos has this way of being able to change a game with substitutions, which is something that just got robbed from us right at the beginning, didn't it? Obviously, Hutch went within, what, four or five minutes? And then, um, obviously, Lubens went. And then there's that thing. I mean, we always say we we play better in the second half, and it's normally because Carlos gets to tinker a little bit. I don't know people are going to be listening to this now, screaming at their wireless. Do people still listen to this on a wireless? Probably not. Um, (laughs) Saying, oh, Carlos is rubbish. But... There's a reason that we always seem to play better in the second half because Carlos can, in my opinion, see the game for what it is and, and have a little tinker and, and sort of fine-tune things. We just didn't have that option at all, did we, On uh, against QPR? We had nothing. You're right in terms of the fact that um, you know losing two players to injury in the in the first half is is really unlucky and you know it was kind of our worst nightmare and we we, we you know we've talked many times about not signing a centre half and the risk that was involved in that and of course you know your your worst case scenario comes comes true where your recognised centre half goes off injured then the only other guy on the field that you've got that's um, that that's played centre half before also goes off injured um, or was it the other way around I can't remember I drank a lot of beer um, <laughs> but yeah I mean you 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 just you know it it was it was fu- they were dropping like flies weren't they and it was it was a really bad situation for us to be in um, just to kind of come come back on kind of the, the second part of that point really I, I am a Carlos fan and I always have been and I was pleased during the summer that they came to the arrangement they came to and that he, he stayed on um, but I don't I don't kind of buy this thing about oh well it, it can change it at half time why are we so incapable of getting it right in the first half what was the point of us having a pre-season um, you know he 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 knows these players. He knows these players well. You know he's the he's the I think third longest serving manager in the in the league now, um, and he knows the players and the players know him. Why why can we not get it right from the start? I, I don't I, understand it. I think it is. I, I can't I can't see what the excuse is now. You know this is our third poor start in a row, and it's going to cost us. I don't think it's uh, uh, Carlos, in my opinion. Carlos has a way to to play 
to our strengths to the other team, if you like. And again, Holloway is is just got there. Is 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 another sort of new entity, isn't he? I mean, we we know that Holloway sets up clubs very well, and, and obviously he loves us as well. I mean, I'm sure it'd be a Wednesday night if he if he if he wasn't a manager. We've seen him bouncing at Ulster before, for goodness' sake. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, yeah. <laughs> again, it's one of those things where we've not got a lot of information on the other club, and I think Carlos likes a lot of information on the other club, and we don't have that with the teams that we've really played so far. Um, it's, it's it doesn't have that 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 setup, and I know we suffered a bit from it last year, which is why as the game progresses, Carlos tends to tinker to the situation. But yeah, again, I'm not trying to use that as an excuse. That that's my perception, if you like, of Carlos as a manager, and and I think usually he does it quite well. I think he did it well um, on Saturday. Again, we'll come on to the the Sunderland game shortly. Um, I think he did it well there as well, but. The option was just removed. Um, he had this big thing about players playing with energy and, and and passion and all that kind of thing, and and you see him sort of tinker with the team to to keep that energy going throughout the game. And we just didn't really have that option, did we? And it's not as though the QPR game was a a, a, a total managerial fault as well. We had our chances in that in that game, didn't we? I had a lot of chances in that game. Yeah, but you, you're gonna you're gonna get chances in every game. The, the, the issue that we've got at the moment is that you know we can't afford to. Uh, fall behind in every game. You're not going to get promoted when you have to go behind in every game for us to start playing. And, and actually, this is something that that you know throughout you know for, for all of us throughout our time supporting Sheffield Wednesday, we've gone through periods where it's felt like we have to go behind in a game before we start playing. And um, it's not it's not the first time that we've kind of gone through one of these spells. And and, and it's probably not that long ago that we we last went through one. I think it's only a couple of years ago. Um, but you know, it's not you, you. You're not going to get very far, are you? When you have to go behind, when you're always conceding the first goal before you actually figure out, all right, this is how we're going to play this game. And I, d- I just don't think it's good enough. I really don't think it's good enough. I think that um, you know, clubs now are doing their homework on who they're playing. They're you know getting to 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 kind of see what their tactics are. Um, and they're figuring out a game plan, and they're going out from the start and, and and winning it. And it's like you know we've we've three three games so far and three completely different lineups each time. You like when you start in the season. The point of preseason is that you get to know what the the team to start the season is. But it felt like we kind of started with a team and then thought, oh, it didn't work against Preston, so we're going to change it. And then we thought well, that didn't really work against QPR. But we're we're quite close now to figuring out what the right team is. You know, we know that Winnall's got to play, and we know that Hooper's got to play. Um, it's a lot just, of changes it's yeah, we, yeah alright fair enough and, and you know it's, it's difficult to account for what's happened with Forestieri and obviously you know the defensive problems is an entirely different debate which we could fill an hour long podcast with um, all, all on its own and I don't think there's any point as, as, as going over that because everything that needs to be said about that has been said because that's just a, a, a total shambles um, but you know I, I still feel like the areas of the pitch where We've we've perhaps not had the injury problems, uh, you know. We 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 still not we've we've not played the same forward line for for any game this season so far. I know we've only played four games, um, but you know we've swapped and changed and not quite been able to decide what the best way of playing is and what the correct front pairing is. And then you know at times we've played three up front and that's works when we've we've done it. And we'll probably talk about that again in a bit. Um, 
I, d- I don't know. I don't, I, it just feels like a mess. And I remember us sitting here, what, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago or whatever, um, and saying, you know, we, we can't afford to, and there is no excuse for us making a slow start again this season because we've not brought in huge amounts of players in the in the summer. There's no there's no gelling. There's no cohesing to be done. That's all been done. Um, there's, there's hardly any come in. Yeah, ab- uh, yeah absolutely. Um, so there is, th- th- there's no excuse for us making a slow start, and yet here we are. But but if 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 and these are big ifs and I apologise for ifing so much, but if the um, the handball saved goal had gone in from Hooper, which was a clear handball, how on earth did Chuffy yeah. miss that? I'll never yeah. know. Had that gone in, had the penalty been given for Hooper being dragged down in the box, had the Rhodes diving header, Christ knows how he missed that one, gone in, and and had Winall's other chance had gone in, there was a cracking chance he had, sort of stood on his own um, first half in the, just not far from the penalty spot and managed to scuff it wide. Had any of those chances gone in, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Um, yes, obviously, people are pointing the finger to Galos, aren't they? And, and had that these little things gone for us instead of against us, I, I really don't think we'd be having this chat. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, fair point, fair point, and and I think you know there were there were two good good shouts for 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 penalties. There were you know a couple of points where we were um, we were a little bit unlucky. You know, I think you know QPR had a couple of golden chances to um, to score a second themselves. So you know, I'm sure whoever does their podcast, they're probably sat there saying, well, you know, we we got away with a a couple, but Christ, we should have won that game, and 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 they're they're, they're probably right, and you're probably right. Both both teams had a chance to win it, but but neither of them did. And, and you know we are where we are, um, and we're you know three three league games into the season, and we've got two points, um, and that stat doesn't really lie. And and if I I tell you what, if if I'm not sitting here now saying it's time for Carlos to go by any stretch of, of anyone's imagination, um, what I would say is that I think that the second half performance against Sunderland has probably saved him from people like me who are fans of his saying. I just don't know if I can get behind him anymore because something is wrong. Uh, but actually, the second half performance against Sunderland, which I'm uh, obviously will come on to in a bit, has actually restored my faith and made me think, all right, actually, you know, maybe now we are just about to hit the point where we can turn games and win games and we can go out and we can do what we need to do to get three points game in, game out. But it wasn't there against QPR. I thought I thought against QPR, we would have been lucky to get three points from that game. No, oh, absolutely. I think I think to be honest, I think we did well to, to to sort of rescue a point after all that nonsense as well. Because again, I'll come back to it. I do think Holloway is a, a decent manager. I do think he sets up his teams very, very well indeed, and, and they did look organised and, and they did look well drilled. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was what it was, and 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 I just think that that again, it's it's. This elements that seems to have sort of crept into the fan base, a, a lot of moaning, and I understand why I'm frustrated as well. I wanted to to kick on this season. I was expecting, well, I am expecting promotion this season. Um, maybe still looking at my glass half full, if you like. Um, but again, it's all this again. Reach the the the, the, the abuse that he got um, after the QPR game was. In, in my personal opinion, um, a little bit unwarranted. I mean, if you look at what he did do well, in, instead of looking at what he did badly, and there was 
things he could have done better. Don't get me wrong, but the the, the cross that came in for that um, that goal that wasn't a goal that handball was from reach to Hooper. Uh, the, the 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 ball to uh, Winnell when he when he scuffed that shot was from reach as well. So again, we'll come on to this another game in a second because it's been much much better that game as well. But uh, uh, I do think that the Wentines are getting a, a bit frustrated and maybe just a little bit harsh with some of their criticism as well. But uh, no doubt people will let me know if I'm wrong over there on Twitteridge um, when the podcast has gone out. <laughs> um, have you yeah. anything else about the QPR game before we move on, Sunderland Jay? No, I just echo that really, and just say that you're probably, you're probably right. And, and there is, you know, there's a, there is a lot of negativity around at the moment, and uh, the majority of it, you know, I'm, I'm similar to you. The majority of it, I, I probably don't agree with, uh, but I am at a point where I sort of, I sort of understand it, and I sort of respect it um, because you know it really hasn't been anything like the the kind of the start to the season that that would have um, that would have wanted. And, and and like I said earlier, I'm I'm hoping that it's it's turned on that second forty five minutes on Wednesday night. Um but yeah, I I I do I, I still feel like I, I'm not sure what the point of what a lot of the abuse has, has been. Um and this this takes me back to, you know, me kind of having a bit of a, a whinge about people booing against um Preston and you know we saw a similar thing on um, on Wednesday night really um I I'm not I'm not sure what how productive that is and you know people getting on the back of players like Reach who's obviously you know we we, we know from what we've seen of him he's a bit of a confidence player um it, it's not going to do anyone around the football club any good at all for people to be you know sending real personal abuse and um and and just slating a player you know if you've got a, a productive point to make about someone's performance or something then by all means do it but at the moment it seems like people just want to whinge about stuff for the sake of whinging about stuff and all that's going to do is just create a negative cycle um and that's not going to do anyone any good at all is it do not like a negative cycle, Jay. Absolutely not. No. We'll have no negative I'm cycles over here. Positive cycle. Yes. <laughs> uh, right. So um, on to the Sunderland game, and of course, um, in, within the first hundred minutes, we're all a bit worried about Mister Hunt, wasn't he? Because he took a bit of a, a bit of a clash of ankles, didn't he? And as soon as I saw him go down that Sunderland game, I thought, "Oh crikey, here we go again." <laughs> didn't uh, I was a little bit worried. I must admit, there, Jay. Um, I mean, there is this. Uh, the medical team has been changed, and, and obviously the preseason has been done. Do you think there is any issues? I mean, obviously that was a, a clear just clash of of shins. If like it looks looking back at the replays, it looked like he got him right on his shin bone, which does chuff in hurt if you catch it in the wrong way. Uh, but do you think there's a, a, a medical issue, or do you think these uh, Hutch and, and Leuvens and and that it, it pains me to say, it, but can these players be relied upon now? Because the cracking players, but I, I, I don't is know. this a similar problem? I um, if I'm honest. Uh, in my heart of hearts, I've got a feeling that that Leuven's is is just about done, um, and I think that we we probably all knew this really that Leuven's maybe sitting on the bench and he can come on and do half an hour if he needs to, if someone else picks up a knock or something, uh, he can probably deal with. But we we can't we can't rely on on um, Glenn Leuven's this year. His injury record wasn't great when he came here and it's certainly not been great while he's been here uh, and it's not great at the moment. Um, and, you know, we, we're, we're in a situation whereby I, I kind of laughed during pre-season about the suggestion that that, that Daniel Padil would be playing centre-half and kind of said, look, you know, we're playing centre-half during the friendlies. There's no way in the world that we're going to do that in the league because, you know, no one... No one has ever described Daniel Poodle as a, a centre half. That's that's that has never happened. Um, I've mentioned before. I've got quite a few friends that are Watford fans, and I've mentioned it to them, and they're like, "No, he's not a centre half. He's never played centre half in his life." So, um, 
you know, we, we we find ourselves in that in that situation, but we we can't. I don't think we can rely on um, uh, on 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 Leuven's. And again, with Hutch, you know, we we know we know the situation with Hutch, and 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 it's 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 worth it with 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 Sam, isn't it? Because what what he does bring to the team on those games where he he plays is um, is is worth the the games where he's not around because he's injured. Absolutely, and and I mean we're plenty of cover for Hutch. In I mean nobody can do what Hutch does if you like, but uh, obviously in the Sunderland game we saw this 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 diamond formation. If you like, I, to me it looked quite good. I, I don't know if you think that's the way forward this season, Jay. Playing this diamond, I mean it frees up an extra role for another striker, which we do have an abundance of, shall we say, at the moment, doesn't it? And of course, uh, hopefully, um, or not hopefully, depending on your situation. Um, when Forestieri does return to the team, it uh, it brings up a lovely little sort of number ten role for for Forestieri as well, doesn't it? Do you think that's uh, Carlos's thinking behind this? Uh, I I don't think his thinking behind this has got anything to do with Forestieri in the slightest. Uh, if I'm honest, um, uh, it's, it's, that's a different subject. And I'm sure we'll come on to that later on. Um, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did. I, I think once we actually figured out what we were doing with it, it, it did seem to work. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure whether or not it suited Wallace all that well. Um, I, I think that he, I, I'm not sure if he fully understood his role. He, he, he seemed to be tracking him field a lot, and I, I, I just, don't, I, I don't know whether or not it quite worked with, uh, with, with Wallace. Um, but you know, it did, it did seem to have some, some real sort of, um, some real benefits, and it, it, it felt like, um. It gave, you know, Bannon. I thought particularly had a had a good game on. Um, oh, it was a bit a of a dodgy start, but ultimately yeah. a, a, a good game. Yeah, and it seemed to really kind of suit him. Um, David Jones, I think we probably all agree was a little bit wobbly, but um, you know, he's, again, he's someone that's not playing in his natural position. He he's not a defensively minded player. He never has been. He's an attacking player, um, but we're you know we're, we're converting him into um, what what we need him to to be. I think it'd be a very different situation if Hutch was playing on Wednesday night because I think that 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 formation would really suit him and really work. Do I think that Carlos is going to you know play that game in game out? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I see it. I thought he brought a bit more width as well. I think that's why probably Wallace was a bit iffy with where he's supposed to be because obviously in that formation, when you've got your your two, for the want of better term, wingers coming in and obviously the, um, the, the full-back's sort of bombing past him, if you like, it's... It's a bit odd, isn't it? I, I know. I, I mean, when we're right back to when Carlos sort of first arrived, and we saw Hutch and uh, sorry, we saw Wallace and um, uh, and Hunty playing together down that wing. That they played so so well together. But Wallace was the man to be really going forward with that, wasn't he? And he's, he's not in this particular formation, is he? Um, no, no, not 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 really. I mean, he's he's always been an oddball in terms of being a winger, isn't he, Wallace? Because he's he's not a natural winger. Um, he's he's also left-footed, but plays on the right. And and you know, there's so many kind of odd things about um, Wallace playing where he plays. It, it doesn't seem to make a, a a huge amount of sense. Although you know, strangely, does seem to um, seem to work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the, the good thing about it was that it did it did really allow and encourage. Uh, reach and hunt to really kind of bomb on down the wings, and I think you know we've talked before about uh, the 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 selling points of us playing uh, a back three, uh, and it, you know if we had three 
fit central defenders, then we might be able to even think about it. But at the moment, we're a long way off that. Um, but you know, seeing you know Reach particularly, it seemed to really suit him, and he really grew into that that game. And um, you know, I thought it, it, it didn't start particularly brilliantly, but but once he he kind of grew into to kind of what his role was, and the the the, the fact that he could come forward kind of at will, really, uh, I thought worked really well. Whether or not uh, can 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 you see Carlos entertaining that away from home? I think he likes a very flat four four two away from home, um, and actually I think when we're you know playing slightly more adventurous teams at at Hillsborough, um, I, I don't know whether or not this kind of you know more cautious Carlos that we've seen over the last twelve months, whether or not he's he's going to be able to put that to one side and and and, and go for it in these games. I must admit, though, uh, Sunderland did surprise me a bit as well because I wasn't expecting them to be as as good, to be honest, as, as they were. Uh, I know they've just come down for the Premiership, but I thought they were on a downward spiral and, and I, I was actually quite impressed with them. They were all right. I, I think we actually made them look better than they are. Um, I, I think if, <laughs> we're good if we were playing a team that had got any... Yeah, if we were playing a team that had got anything about them, they would have absolutely crucified us, uh, particularly first half. Uh, but you know they they had chances in the in the second half and and they they had a really good chance to win the game that they they really should have scored quite late on, um, so uh, I thought they were all right. I didn't I didn't think they were as good as QPR, um, and I thought that yeah we we probably we actually probably made them look a little bit better than they were. It has to be said as well, there was a, a bit of a goalkeeping error for the, the first goal, in my personal opinion. Uh, Westy sort of ran and, and went a bit mad, didn't he? Um, I, I suppose there's allowed a few mistakes in a season. If we get them out of the way quick, then uh, <laughs> we can just have a lovely season thereafter. But it's unusual to see him make that sort of a a mistake, really, isn't it? Because he's such a an experienced goalkeeper. It's just a little bit yeah, odd. He's got- yeah, he does. We, we, when it comes rushing out and brought players down, giving away penalties and stuff like that before, um, and this was another one where I mean, you know, have, having watched it back, you just think <laughs> uh, when, when I watched it live during the game, I just thought I I couldn't understand why he was where he was. But I thought, well, watch the replay; it'll probably become a bit more clear. And I watched the replay and still just thought, <laughs> no, there was no reason at all for him to to go to that. It, it was it was a real um, you know uh, error in judgment. Um, it was a goalkeeper mistake. It cost us a goal, and um, you know, he, 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 Kieran Westwood. I don't think particularly needs anyone to tell him off about these things because he is a professional. He will have been kicking himself, and he's probably still annoyed with himself now, uh, and, and, and might even be for weeks, months, probably for the rest of the season. He'll probably keep every so often just having a flashback to it. So I don't think we particularly need to rub his nose in it or anything like that. Uh, but it, it was, it was a strange decision. A strange decision. I actually wonder whether part of it is, you know, how how confident does he feel about the four players that are in front of him at the moment, and on a on a different day with a different central defender pairing, does he do that, or or does yeah. he feel confident that they will sort sort that out, and and maybe there's a bit of overcompensation going on there. No, Either way, I mean, right. it didn't work. Don't don't do it again, for God's sake, Westy, please. <laughs> It, what, what sort of did disappoint me slightly as well. I mean, obviously we saw the players rush to the line to try and block the ball, but the the Huddleman that scored wasn't it? Um, he actually took two touches before he actually hit the ball. He's, he's, the strike was a third touch, which is far, far, far too much time to be able to be able to take two touches in your own area. So yes, I understand why the players sort of rushed to the line, but surely somebody should have got at him as well. It's just really odd, yeah. crappy shockingly bad defending which is 
It it was, wasn't it? It was awful. It was an awful goal to watch sat there on the night. It's an awful goal to watch back. And I can't imagine that we'll concede many goals worse than that this season. You know, that it was just it was just horrendous. It really was. Uh, and I hope that that's the low point in terms of our defending. Because if if it is and we've got it out of the way now, then you know maybe we can see that as being a bit of a as a, a positive moving forward. You know we've 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 got another defender on the scene now. Um, you know hopefully that that is rock bottom in terms of our defending this season. Absolutely, I, I really hope so. But after that, I mean, I think after they score, after that, that initial sort of first shockingly bad sort of five ten minutes, I, I think. For the rest of the game, we played really, 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 really well. I mean, obviously, second half was outstanding. I thought, how on earth that it ended up us drawing that game? I just, I still can't fathom it. I really, really can't. It was a, a really good game of football, actually. Yeah, it it, it really was. Um, and you know, it's it's the uh, with the exception of the Chesterfield game, which obviously was in the the cup, and it was only Chesterfield. Um, <laughs> I. I it, it was the first time this season where we've actually played some 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 really genuinely decent football and and things have fallen into place uh, and you know we can count ourselves unlucky in a lot of ways. I thought I thought we had a decent shout for a penalty. There was that goal mouth scramble where you know I've watched it back and I still just think how did that not go in? Uh, you know it was, it's it's so it's frustrating and painful watching it back because it's so it's inches away from being a goal. Uh, you know Hooper inches away from what would have been a, a very, very worthy um, winner. And, and you know what? You know, that second half, we really did get it right. And, um, you know, for, for, for kind of level-headed fans, and I, I hope that doesn't sound derogatory towards fans who have very much made the mind up that they want Carlos to go, because it's not meant to be. But, but you know, I would consider myself to be quite, you know, level-headed. And I always try and balance things and see it from, from both sides. People like me who... Um, I think would have just started to kind of look towards the Carlos outside and just saying, actually, is it time for a change? Because something is not right at the moment. I think that 45 minutes might 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 just have kind of saved him from people like me being on the fringe of of, of kind of sticking the knife in a little bit. But the the the, the issue with it is that it, it took us what two two hundred and thirty five minutes of football for us to actually get there. Uh, as I said earlier, it just makes me wonder what the point of pre-season is and from from that second half against Sunderland we learnt more than we've learnt in, in, in the entire rest of the season so far because you know we know now Fletcher and Hooper are our best two forwards and they should play every game together while, while ever possible they work well together um, it gives us a, a variety of options. It, it probably helps when 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 Winnall's around as as well. Um, but Fletcher and Hooper are the best two attackers that we've got, and they're certainly the best combination of attackers that we've got. And if that means that Rhodes has to be on the bench, then so be it. If if that means that Winnall plays wide, uh, or you know at times plays part of a, a, a front uh, three, then um, then then that's great. That's that's fine. But they are the best two strikers, and they work well together. Uh, you know, we learned that reach. As as a wing back, um, works and and we've you know, we've probably said this a few times all season. He, he's not a natural fullback as such, but if if he's playing in a role that that he's play acting as a wing back, and he's actually not bad defensively. To be fair to the to the lad, you know we know that that works, and 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 we know that you know Bannon works better, um, given the kind of role that he had on 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 Wednesday night than 
you know, the role that he's, he's, he's played at other times this season. You know, he, he, he doesn't play brilliantly in that defensive role. Uh, and actually, he's not good enough in terms of the attacking midfield role to carry it off him, himself. Uh, but put him in that kind of um, role that he was playing on, on, on Wednesday, where he's kind of tracking inside and whatnot. And it, and it, and it works. So I think that we learned a lot on uh, Wednesday evening, um, you know, from, from 8.45 onwards. And I really hope, and I've got my fingers crossed as I'm saying this to you, I really hope that Carlos learns those lessons because if he doesn't learn the stuff that, that, that the rest of us feel like we learned on, on Wednesday, then I, I, I kind of do start to fear a bit for him. Yeah. You can't afford to make the, the same mistakes going into the next two games. It, it, Fulham away is a difficult game. I'll tell you what, Burton away is a damn hard game. They've got nothing so far. They've got zero points. And they'll think back to last season when, you know, they, they, again, they had a, a relatively slowish start. Uh, but, you know, we, we were, I, I think, were we their first win of the season. Um, you know, they'll they'll look at us and think, oh, we, we turned them over last season. You know, what? maybe we can do it again. No, absolutely. Going back to this sort of Carlos thing, I, I do think that if if we have another few games along these sort of lines, I think he will be in trouble. I, I know it's 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 difficult for me to say that because I'm I'm a big Carlos fan. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I'll I'll sort of support anybody that's in the job at that time. It's uh, it's one of the things that I've always done. But yeah, he's. I'm really struggling to not as much to make excuses for Carlos or anything at all like that because I do think he knows what he's doing and I think he's had a real run of bad luck both last season and this season with injuries, which is not something that the manager can can really help if you like. But uh, I I do think this centre back issue has been a big one and I can't understand why it's not been sorted out. Obviously, we've got this chap which we'll come on to in a moment or two, but it just seems to have been something that should have been so, so urgent and get taken care of. And I just don't understand why it took this long for that issue. To, and that's one of the biggest things I mean, with, with Carlos is is this, just get it done. Just get it chuffing. And you looked at 200 centre-backs and not one of them were good enough. It just seems a bit... Uh, going yeah, back to the Sunderland game. Oh, sorry. Go on, Jake. No, I was going to say that yeah. You know, in terms of that two hundred centre backs, you, you suspect that we actually were in for quite a few of them, and it, and it just didn't happen for for one reason or um, or another. And we know that Carlos can be a little bit playful with numbers when he wants to be as well, don't we? Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm going to kind of repeat something that I said earlier on, but to to kind of phrase it the way that I think I want to phrase it, which is. Um, you know, I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the, the podcast that we had the highest squad retention level in the league going into the season, um, and highlighting what a positive that is because you know we've got a group of players that we've not thrown together. They've been together for a while now, um, and you know they, they they know each other. They know each other players. We've got the third longest serving manager in the league. If you take Neil Harris out of it, because Millwall came up, he's the second longest manager in the league. Millwall mm-hmm. don't really count anyway. Just get, take him out of the equation. <laughs> get rid of him. So, you know, in that situation, the manager knows the players, the players know the manager. How how are we making such a slow start? It, it just doesn't, something doesn't make sense. And it it felt at halftime on, on Wednesday, me and my mate John were talking and we just said, something's not right. And I don't, is, is it like a football thing on the field? Is there something wrong off the field? Is Carlos the problem? It's something isn't right. Um, you know, we, we, we lost Fessy and, 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 and that's difficult to kind of cope with that kinds of thing. Personally, I think that Carlos should have known that 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 Fessy shouldn't have been part of his plans this season. That um, you know, for 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 one reason or another, that that you know, he should have found ways of winning games without us relying on him. Um, but it, it just it just feels like you know ev- every element should be there for us to make a real strong start to the season. And actually, we've made the worst start that we've made under Carlos. 
uh, and that just doesn't seem right. And yeah. um, it's 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 absolutely fair that people are asking those questions now. Uh, Carlos has got to answer them, and we're, we're not football managers, and it's it's silly for any of us to pretend that 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 you know we know better than him. Uh, but it, like I said earlier, it feels like there was enough there on Wednesday to really draw some conclusions from that. And 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 Carlos has got to take those things and he's got to learn from them. And if he, if he still can't do that, then it, it does become open season for 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 people to 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 kind of start calling for him. Right? No, absolutely can't. I really can't disagree with it, can you? It's it's although we want to, it's it's really difficult to actually disagree with that point of view at the minute. Uh, going back to the someone game last little bit, of course we can't let this pass without uh, speaking about the absolute thunder chuffer from Mr. Jones. Obviously another player that gets some right oh, yes. elters and possibly warranted <laughs> every now and again, bless him. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a trier, isn't he, Mr. Jones? He really is. Uh, but as soon as that ball popped out, you could see what was happening, couldn't you? And, and I think everybody in the crowd was just, shoot, did it the bloody thing? And oh my word, it, it, it was a peach, wasn't it? An absolute good old-fashioned thunder chuffer. Loved it. It was it was beautiful, and the the TV um, angle doesn't actually do justice with just how much it swerved in the air from from where I sit in the north stand. You saw because you know the keeper should 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 have had a chance of saving that, but it swerved so much the keeper didn't have a clue where it where it was, let alone where it was going. <laughs> um, it was it was it was hit with some serious venom, and and he got you know some serious swerve on that. Um, and yeah, it was it was beautiful. It was another one of those a little bit like the Bannon goal in the. Um, in the Chesterfield game where, you know, the angle, the ball is, is rising as it hits the back of the net and it just looks so good. Uh, and it was brilliant. And I was dead pleased for him because I, I, I do like David Jones. I think he's a really intelligent player. And I think that he's trying to adjust to a, a position that he's playing in that's not his natural position. Um, and I think he's, he's doing his best. And it's you know he's he's not getting much luck, and you know he is making errors, and he fell over a lot on Wednesday night, which is difficult to <laughs> account for and difficult to excuse. Um, but I just thought it was nice for him at least to be able to say something positive from that because he, he did get quite a lot of stick, um, and you know hopefully that's enough for him to to kind of maybe get a bit of his confidence back going into the next few games because I think we're going to need him. I, I really do think that we're going to need him, and I think there's a player that, that can really come good for us there. We we need to stop getting on his back. We need to get behind him, um, and, and we need to let him show us what he can do because we we saw a flash of that, didn't we? That just there on Wednesday night. Uh, and if we get this guy playing the way that he can, I mean, how many goals did he score against us? Yeah, He's got some peach absolutely. goals against us for for Burnley. Um, and you, you've got a guy there who's a you know a Wednesday night from birth. Uh, he he loves this club, and you know he will he will give his absolute utmost. But we've got to get behind him. Absolutely. No, it's, I mean, there's a couple of things that you mentioned there, Jay. First of all, there is a, I don't know if you've seen the, the video online from, from Brad Garside. There's a chap that does some, some Wednesday vlogs online. Um, if you're not following him, pop over to YouTube, have a little nosy. Uh, but there's a, a cracking video um, that he had from the cop. Um, so you can see the ball coming at you, if you like. And it's a it's a cracking, cracking view of the goal. And there's a chap that goes absolutely mental in front of him when he scores as well, which is always fun. Um, and the other thing about uh, David Jones is um, old Lord H uh, had a, one of his very, very old friends come over from Spain to uh, to go to the Sunderland game. Um, and he was saying that 
obviously pre-season. Um, it was out in Portugal and uh, obviously following the team around in Portugal because they only lived in Spain, so he, he sort of drove up. And he says, uh, beginning of the, the, the second match out there, that uh, Dave Jones came over and said, oh, we, we saw you earlier, didn't we? And he had a little chat with him and, and Hutch came over as well. And so not only is he uh, as a Wednesday night and a cracking chat, but he, he, apparently he's just a really nice man as well. He goes up and has a little chat with the uh, uh, the chaps that he recognised in, in Portugal as well. So it's, I, I, it's just another one of those really frustrating things where you, you see him on the football pitch and you just want to love him, but when he's falling over, just put some chuffing studs on. It's all these bloody modern moulds. Get some proper studs on with some nails in. That'll suit you out. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary... Maybe you've passed your driving test, or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 0114 Right then, ladies and gentlemen, so let's crack on with a bit of Wednesday news, shall we? Of course, firstly, we do now have a centre-back, don't we, Jay? Are you ready for a pronunciation? Yeah. Drumroll, please. We have Go Mr. Then. Frederico Vencignano. Uh, I do uh, I've, I've, I've not re- I don't think I've even seen his name, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, this I, it, I know nothing about him <laughs> Nobody at does. all, but... <laughs> I, I strangely really like him already. Um, and I don't know if it's just because it's a bit like kind of like the, the old Stockholm syndrome, isn't it? When, you know, because no one gives you a defender for such a long time, when they do give you one, you just think, brilliant, absolutely, I love him, fantastic. He's going to be the best defender that's ever played for us. Um, but, you know, he was he was captain, captain of his team. They gave him a new contract in the summer. Not quite sure what's happened as to why they've done that. And then you know, he's, he's gone out on loan with, we've got an option to buy him in the summer if we uh, if we want that. That seems a little bit odd, but but not unheard of. It's it's happened before. It, we we saw it with um, Fabian Delft, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. That that he did that and you contract and then left the club like three weeks later or something daft. Um, but um, I don't know. Just something about I think you know I've I've seen a couple of, of photos of him in action and stuff. Uh, just a weird feeling. I've just got this strange feeling that he's going to be really good. And which I never had with 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 kind of like Sasso and stuff like that, but with with this guy, I don't know. Maybe it's just he seems to have a good stature about him. I just think, yeah, him and Tom Lee's, I can see it. I can see those two working together. He's a big chuffer, isn't he? He's a, he's, he's a big old unit as well. And it, it is a bit strange because if somebody, if you just started your season and then suddenly your captain goes out on loan. It'd just be a bit weird, that wouldn't it? But he says he does really, 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 really want to play in England and, and he's hoping to... Uh, I was reading the, the bits and bobs on the website uh, and he's hoping to, to impress this season and he basically said, so you buy me at the end of the season, which is fantastic, isn't it? I mean, he, hopefully, um, it's going to really bode well for us. And he actually, <laughs> in this interview, said he says, this is a dream come true, so don't wake me up, which is... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd be excited. I think I think we're going to have to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no, no sleeping during games, please, uh, Fred, Federico. Um, if he makes a mistake, yeah, he sounds. Up, I mean, his son will get woke up as well, won't he? Bless him. <laughs> he, he, he apparently speaks really good English. Uh, which is which is um, I know it's an obvious thing to say, but that's a really good start. It means it, it, you know, there's no language barrier there. If he really wants to play in England, chances are he's been following English football for quite a long time, which means he will know a, a fair bit about the game. 
Um, so, you know, I know people have kind of said, oh, he's another unknown from Portugal and stuff. And, and yeah, fair enough. You know, in an ideal world, we would have signed Sean Morrison in the summer or we would be signing Harley Dean or, or whatever that, that have, you know, the, know the championship uh, inside out. But but that's not happened. So let's put that to bed. Let's forget about that. And let's concentrate on the fact that we've got someone here. And the, the, the things that you would look for in buying a player from a place like Portugal that just give you that little bit of, of an advantage, stuff like being able to speak the language pretty well, knowing the game pretty well, he's got those things. So in, in terms of going and getting a centre-back from abroad, it's as good a situation as you're going to find yourself in uh, if, if if you're getting someone that's never played in the country before. He ticks a lot of boxes. So, um, you know, I really, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I really hope that our fan base give him a, a fair crack of the whip because, yeah, I think that it, it is a different game over here and he, he may make a couple of, of, of unforced errors uh, before he, he fully gets into his uh, stride. But that's where we are right now. And it's better than us playing a left-back who, um, you know, it, it, to be fair to Daniel Poodle, actually, he, he's done all right. But there were a couple of points that uh, uh, the game on Sunday where I, I turned to my mate and just said, you know what, I really feel for him because he's not a centre-half. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, you know, granted, he's got, he's got a bit of height and he can win stuff in the air. And he, he did he did okay. He did okay. But crikey, if we were playing against uh, a really good forward line on Wednesday, I think they'd have ripped him to bits. I really do. And I, and I felt really sorry for him. Um, you know, to, to be getting back to a situation where we've got two, uh, you know, quite quite young, a good age, you know, ripe age, centre-halves um, who can form a partnership and hopefully stay injury-free, then uh, that is a cracking situation for us to be in. It's a shame it's taken us till now to, to get there. Uh, and we still and we still need another defender. You know, we need an option off the bench. Uh, and, and I don't think we can rely on Leuvens for that, certainly in the foreseeable future. So, you know, I, st- I still hope that we're keeping tabs on what's happening with Harley Dean at, at Brentford. And, um, you know, we're ready to make our move if, if we need to there. Um, but yeah, you know, I think um, it's, 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 it's good. It's, it feels positive. It, it's the first kind of positive news that's come out of the club for a little while, so I'm, I'm happy about yeah, that. He also said, I mean, uh, looking back at this interview, he says uh, he, he thinks his game is suited to the English game, he's, he's aggressive, and he likes to play football at the same time, which to me just screams Hutch, which is going to be brilliant. I just hope he's not another Hutch where he's so aggressive we're going to see lots of uh, yellow cards and sending offs and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a positive step that you say there, Jane. I think we should reserve judgment. I mean, we've all seen the uh, the YouTube videos and things like that, but I'm sure if you put my footballing highlights on YouTube, it made me look chuffy and wonderful as well. And to be honest, I'm not the player I once was, if I'm perfectly frank with you. But yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Uh, welcome, Frederico. Um, oh, that sounds like a song already, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> right, so on with the other Wednesday news from this week. Uh, Jack Stobbs, of course, our wonderful young prospect, has gone out uh, on loan to, to Port Vale, which I think is an absolutely belty move. This is what we want, isn't it, Jay? To get these uh, these young chaps blooded against some proper footballing kick your ass in the air men. Is that right? Yes. Um Jack Jack Stobbs is 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 a funny case, isn't he? Because he um we, I think we've talked about it a couple of times before. He he had that brush with the first team at the back end of Stuart Gray's kind of season in in charge. Um and and he played, I think was it when we lost at home to yeah. Bolton, the the final game of the final home game of the season or penultimate home game of the season or something. Um and, and he, he he either came on as a sub or he, I think he might have started that game or or something. Um 
And then he just seemed to vanish. And, and that's like, you know, what, th- three years ago? More than three years mm. ago now? Uh, and you, you, you had to start fearing a bit for the lad if you thought, you know, if if if, if off the back of, of, of the season that the, the, the youth had last year, um, if he can't make progress and start, you know, pushing himself towards getting some actual first team um, football this season, you start to just wonder whether or not it's ever going to happen for him. So I think it's a really good move. Um, you know, Port Vale, an interesting club. I think they went they went down, didn't they, last season? So they're in, in League Two. So they're, they're going to be really wanting to, to push on and, and, and be looking to get back to, um, to the third tier this season. Um, and it's a really good chance for him to to get some football under his belt, show what he can do. And, and then he's got to come back here and he's got to be pushing for the first team, hasn't he? Because he's been here for a long, long time now. He's actually probably one of our longest serving um, players around the club, which sounds ridiculous really. But, um, you know, he's been involved in the first team um, on and off, granted, but, um, you know, for, for for longer than probably 95% of our oh, squad. It's a really rather odd video of him as well. The, uh, the local rag down there is called the Sentinel. And they've sort of put him up against a wall and stuck a camera in his face and asked him some questions and things. I don't know if you've seen this video, but if you do uh, search Jack, Stobbs the Sentinel. I'm sure you'll see it on there. It looks like a, a an interrogation video from a, a crime scene. It's hilarious. Uh, but no, he, he says on there that he's, he's looking to get some first team experience, which is, is is all well and good, I suppose. Obviously, that's that's why we sent him out there. And um, again, after the season that the under 23s did have last season, this is not surprising that that clubs on the sort of level of Port Vale are going to be looking at, at these players and, and wanting them to come on loan because obviously it's not costing them a lot of money. It's doing us a massive favour getting these 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 kid's blood out don't be that disrespectful we call him a kid um, but uh, yeah he's, I think it's a really really good move and I do do hope it comes it comes good I really really because he has been a massive prospect for a long long time and fingers crossed it'll all, it'll all go well for him down there I'm sure we'll keep an eye on him too he's got like the best Yorkshire <laughs> name in the world as well hasn't he Jack Stobbs. It sound he really does sound like maybe if football doesn't work out for him he could just become a character on Coronation Street because it, that it does sound like have you seen Jack Stops? <laughs> ah, he's with his pigeons. Just up with pigeons now. It's the proper Yorkshire. Like that that. As well, he? I appreciate Coronation Street. It's not in Yorkshire, is it? But you know what I mean. The Yorkshire interloper on Coronation Street. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but no, I really hope it goes well. I really, really do. And uh, the other sort of rumoured um, loan is that Mr Hurst has been rumoured to be uh, popping off for Rotherham for a bit as well, which I do think... It, I mean, it is a, a level above, if you like, and and I, I do really hope it happens. I, I really, really do. I, again, it's, it's exactly the same situation as Mr. Stop. The need to, if Fudge was here, he'd say he needs to get proper shit kicker and all that kind of thing, wouldn't he? Um, so, I mean, do you think that's something that is on the cards? Because we can't just sort of keep him wrapped up in a bubble, can we? Yeah. I mean, I think probably the most significant thing about about this, and 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 uh, you know, I think all of us on the the podcast and most of our fan base probably have slightly different opinions in terms of George Hurst. I think a lot of people see him as the Messiah, um, you know, the the second coming <laughs> of of God and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I think there's some that kind of say, well, at the moment, you know, he's not really done anything in in terms of you know first team in terms of professional football. The the, the couple of chances that he's had. Um, he, he's not really done a, a, a lot when he's he's had a bit of first team um, action, but um, certainly the guy's got potential. So what I see is the most significant thing about this is it's not just him going on loan to Rotherham; it's him signing a new contract with us and then going on loan to uh, to Rotherham. And I think you know financially, I think that's really important because uh, he could well be a, a very important asset for us. Um, you know, if our 
progress as a football club doesn't move as rapidly as we might want. And um, he does decide that he, he's he, he's going to have to go somewhere else to to kind of get the opportunities that that he really wants. Then it makes sure that you know we we're certainly be able to command a, a a decent amount of money for him. Or actually, you know, if if we do move forward as a football club at a pace, uh, and he comes with us, and and in the future, you know, might might just become you know our kind of our star player of tomorrow. So um, I see some real significance in the fact that from from a couple of weeks ago, where it looked like. He was definitely not signing a contract, and I think you know there's a, a lot of people that have heard different whispers and different stories, and you know I'm sure people that were at the the fans forum um, was it last Friday or the Friday before? Uh, I, I think it was kind of talked about there as a kind of like a keep it within this room kind of thing, and um, you know I think that, that there's been a lot of whispers and a lot of people that that claim to kind of oh well I know this and I've heard that and I've heard the other, uh, and it did seem like you know the end was nigh for for for, for George at Sheffield Wednesday, so. Um, I think that's um, uh, uh, again a real positive. Actually, some real some real positive news that that we, we if we can get him signed up to a new contract, brilliant. Bang on, absolutely bang on. Um, and the last little bit of Wednesday news for this evening is, um, as I'm sure a lot of Sheffielders will know. Um, Lovely, lovely chap, John Burkill, um, who a lot of people will know as the uh, the man, man with a pram. Um, you'll have seen him walking around Sheffield, dressed in green, pushing his pram, collecting money for uh, Macmillan Cancer um, Cancer Care. Um, he he was at Hillsborough, um, sort of pushing his pram uh, for the the Rangers friendly, and apparently a lot of the Rangers fans assumed because he was dressed in green with a great big green wig on that he was a Celtic fan, and he got a bit of a st- Dick from the Rangers fans. Uh, not all of them, of course, just a select few, shall we say. Uh, now, because of this, the um, uh, Rangers actually did a collection for him at Ibrox as well and invited him up and handed over a cheque for just slightly over £4,000 as well, which is absolutely fantastic, isn't he? Um, if you don't know who this chap is, which obviously if you're in Sheffield, I'd be surprised if you didn't. Uh, but if you do, do a little search for uh, for John Burkell. I'm sure you'll see him walking around. So the next time you see a strange man dressed in green, uh, it's not Jay after he's been on some fancy ale or something like that, um, stick some money in his pocket. He's, he's after raising a million pounds um, for... Uh, for McMillan, I think he's up to four hundred thousand already. But I, know, I think that's great from from Rangers, isn't it? After he, he got that bit of stick and, and invited him up, and at half time, um, and it wasn't just a, a little check; it was one of those proper great big charity checks he got. So oh, I just love those. Uh, they're 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 still still in Scotland. I thought I thought they were long gone. <laughs> I thought they were long gone. Uh, it's, uh, it's fifteen years behind. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm gonna get so much stuff from um, from from. from Scottish fans now. Uh, no, it is really good because uh, yeah, ev- everyone knows who he is. Um, you, you, you know, you, as you walk down to Hillsborough, you see him game in, game out. Ev- everyone knows him. Everyone respects what what he does. Everyone respects his commitment to what he does. And I think in a lot of ways, everyone kind of sees him. You know, he's, he's kind of like an adopted granddad to all of us, isn't he? Um, and even, you know, I've never spoke to the guy, but you sort of feel a level of sort of protection uh, over him. So when this kind of story started to break the day after the Rangers game, the, I think I think what happened is that they stole quite a bit of his his stuff, all the stuff that he was selling that was green. Obviously, Macmillan's colour is, is green. So, like, I think he sells, like, the giant foam hands and stuff like that, doesn't he? Um, and, and green wigs and stuff like that. That they'd stolen quite a bit of stuff and just kind of like tossed it away and whatever. Um, that I think that it, it it upset a lot of us um, for, for for very good reason. Not just because it's a really good cause, but because it's a you know it's kind of a guy that we all feel like we, we know and we love. Um, and yeah, and um, 
we, we've talked about the, the the Rangers game quite a bit, and the fact that it wasn't the the, the same atmosphere as a few years ago, and that that kind of like you know Sheffield Wednesday Rangers kind of loving thing that we had going on um, felt a bit strained after after that game, um, and I think that you know a lot of a lot of Wednesday fans will now look at it and say right they've they've righted a wrong there. And, you know, they've, they, you know, they, they could have just, you know, the club could have said sorry and maybe, you know, sent him a few hundred quid or something. I think the fact that they've gone out of the way to raise as much as they can, invite him there um, and, and kind of make him feel a million dollars just for, um, just for that one afternoon. You know, you, I've seen the photos of him out on the pitch and stuff. Um, big smile on his face. You think that's, that's, that's nice. This is a guy who does a lot of stuff for other people. It's really nice that someone's done something for, for him off the back of what must have been a pretty unpleasant um, experience for him. This collection uh, came from the fans. Yeah, it's again from the um, the fans group up there in Rangers, the, the Club 1872 group as well, rather than the actual club itself. Um, obviously, I'm sure they work very closely with like, like Wednesday used to and that kind of thing. But uh, no, brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Jolly well done, Rangers. And jolly well good, John, as well. You crack on all being there. Hopefully, we'll get you that million pounds. Um, right then, chaps. Uh, chap. Sorry, James, I apologise. We're having an intimate affair this evening, aren't we? It's all right. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you didn't say girls, so, you know, it's fine. I was tempted. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, Obviously, uh, Fulham, who I see this one is going to be a bit of an odd one for me because Fulham, I think they're in the similar sort of situation where they're expected to do quite well this season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Haven't they? <laughs> They've been as crap as us so far. Um, yeah, yeah, they have. Um, I um, I actually follow like two or three different um, like Fulham fans, and um, uh, they 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 they've got a podcast as well, Fulham, and I, I follow that. Um, it's interesting. You, you see their fans having exactly the same conversations that we've been having, and uh, they've been kind of churning out the same kind of stuff about. Ah, oh, well, if you remember last season, Newcastle lost their first two games, and they still won the league. Um, and you're like, oh, this all sounds very familiar. Um, so yeah, they're in actually exactly the same situation. You know, they're suffering a little bit from that that playoff hangover um, that we've had for the last couple of seasons now. And um, it, it's probably not a game that I particularly want to play after um, you know we've 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 not won a game so far this season. Um, but there's probably never a great time to to go there and and play them. Um, it, it's it's the unknown, actually. It, it really is uh, as up in the air as a game of football could be. You know, they they might just you know hit it, hit it all, all to, you know, kind of all everything falls into place for them. Uh, and it was it a couple of years ago where they did as like four nil or something. It could be another drubbing like that, uh, or actually it it could be that everything falls into place for us. And I think particularly if we get it right in terms of our attacking formation, uh, and you know we make the most of the. It's going to be a counter-attacking game, let's be honest. If we make the most of those counter-attacks, um, you know, we we could turn them over. There's there's just equal chances of of either team giving each other a drubbing. And do you think, I mean, a bit of a two-pronged question here, Jay. First of all, do you think we'll see Fessy back? Secondly, do you want to see Fessy back? Uh, do I think we'll see Fessy back? <sighs> if, if I'm honest, probably no. I don't think we'll see Fessy back. Um, I, I'm not... Do I think we'll see Fessy in a Wednesday shirt again? I I don't know. Really? I really don't know. Um, yeah. Um, we 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 talked we 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 talked about this. Me and Fudge talked about this in the the, the podcast that we did in the um, in the summer, and we actually both said the same thing. And a, a lot of people disagreed with us for for very good reason. And and people, whatever you say about Forestieri, and someone will make the point. Yeah, 
but he's our best player. And you're like, well, actually, yeah, all right, fair enough. That that's that's in a lot of ways that's probably true. I, I would argue that, that you know maybe Hooper is a better player, but um, you know, in a lot of ways, Forestieri is is in terms of a flair player, he is the best flair player that we've that we've got. Um, but you don't see teams get promoted to the Premier League on the basis of having uh, one flair player. Um, teams get promoted to the Premier League on the basis of 11 players who work hard, work for each other, and they grind out results. And, um, you know, I kind of advocated in the summer that that maybe Fessy shouldn't be part of our starting 11, uh, that he should become an option that we play off the bench because we need 11 players that work hard and that turn up week in, week out. And, and I think um, the, the problem with Fessy is if, if he's not, He's, he's a typical flair player. If it's not his game, you are effectively playing with 10 men on the pitch. You know, if, it, if it's just one that he's not feeling it or uh, for whatever reason, the, the other team put two men on him and he can't get into the game, um, then he might as well not not be there. And I'm just not sure whether or not we can build a team that's, that's going to win enough games for us this season to get out of this league on the basis of some of those games where it feels like we're playing with 10 men. I think it's a great option to bring off the bench. Uh, to change a game, um, but I, I mean, I'm saying all the same stuff that I said during the summer, and, and, and I'm sure people heard it then. I don't need to go over it again and again. Um, d- does that mean that I'm saying we should cash in and sell him? Um, I, I kind of guess that it does. I kind of guess that it does. Um, you know, we, uh, we as a realist, we're in a situation whereby financial fair play is about to kick in. We could do with raising a few quid from somewhere. Um, I think that he wants to go. And um, I, 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 I'm not going to start kind of spreading um, theories or anything like that. But I think he's, 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 this is the second season in a row now whereby he's played the first game and then something has happened and he's not played after that. Um, I'm not, I'm not suggesting there's a connection there, but I think, I, I think what I'm saying is that maybe the time has come for. Fernando Forestieri and Sheffield Wednesday to go their separate ways, and it, it really it kills me. It kills me saying that because uh, someone will be listening to this now, shouting at me, saying, "But he's our best player," and they're right. You know, he is a brilliant footballer, and it's many, many years since we've had a player that good at the club. But does it feel like we can now rebuild a team around Forestieri, knowing that at any point he could do something where he blows or? Um, you know, the, those games where it just doesn't turn up or do we actually need to do what we did in the second half against Sunderland and have 11 players on the pitch that work hard and that grind out chances and that ultimately will grind out results for us? You know me. I'm, I'm going to spot anybody that's, that's wearing the shirt at the time. As, as long as it's Sheffield Wednesday player, I'll be behind him. Um, and I want to be. Um, I'm... You, you, I did a love little song. <laughs> if you've not heard that my love little love letter to, to, to Fernando, um, pop onto our various social media outlets and I'm sure you'll find it on there. But that is essentially my feelings. I really, 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 really want him to do well. And I do think he's got the potential to be an absolute Wednesday legend. But we can't have him just disrupting the team. It's that simple. Um, you can either do as you're told and, 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 and work for the team but no, nobody's bigger than, than Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, are they? Not, not one player. Um, we've been around a long time as Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. We were here a long time before Fessy arrived and we'll be here a long time Fessy has gone. Um, and it's, it's just how you want to be remembered, isn't it? I mean, 
people remember Carboni in a certain light, and other people remember him in a completely different light as well, don't they? And I think it's, it's, it's a very similar sort of situation with Fessy. And, uh, and to be honest, if he's going to cause problems, get rid. If he's going to fall into line, which I think we've established he's probably not going to do, is he, now? Because this is the second time we've had this situation. So we shall see. We shall see. I'm sure if he comes or if he does uh, end up on the bench or something on, on Saturday uh, and comes on and scores a, a, a couple of goals, it all might be forgotten by a certain selection of the fan group. But uh, uh, we shall see. We shall see. Um, but apart from that, yeah, Fulham, it's going to be an interesting game and uh, one that is going to set one of these clubs up for the season, I think, and hopefully it's going to be us. And then after that, we've got, uh, we're have got we off to Bolton, haven't we, Jay? And I know this is one of your favourite grounds to visit, isn't it, Bolton? Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we played them in the league like a month afterwards or something as well. Um, so, yeah, tickets went on sale, I think it was yesterday, and I have to say, I've not bothered. And it's going to be the first away game for a long time that I would have been to, but... Um, I can't get up any enthusiasm for a, a, a Tuesday night in um, in 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 Bolton. Um, I, I don't really know how I feel about it, um, other than the fact that you know, Gary Medine Obvious. will score a last minute winner. That will happen, uh, but at least that it gets it out of his system, and he's not going to do it in the league game, which is the one that matters a few weeks um, afterwards. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's probably as boring a draw as we could have got, isn't it? It really is a dull, dull draw. And I think, you know, real you know, uh, fair play to the fans that do make their way across there because it, it is a bit of an epic. So it's not too bad for getting there. It's getting away after the game that, that really is so painful from um, from that place. Um, I, I suspect that we'll, we'll play a semi-weakened team again. Um, you know, we've got two really important away games either side of it in the... Um, in the league. So I've jumped my beer a bit too fast and I keep kind of hiccuping and I'm trying to hide it under my voice. I don't know if you can tell or not. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm doing a good job of it at all. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously the priority by an absolute country mile is, um, is, is Fulham and is Burton, particularly considering the start that we've, we've made. And I'm not sure that maybe a couple of the players that we played in the Chesterfield game, we would want to risk playing uh, in, in that game at their place. You know, I, I, um, Always want Sheffield Wednesday to win every game that they play, of course. But if come what you know, half past nine on uh, Tuesday night, if we're out of the EFL Cup, um, the uh, uh, amount that I will care will be equal or lesser than zero percent. Do you think Bolton will be feeling the same? Because yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're probably expecting to be in a relegation scrap, aren't they? And um, you know, for them, they don't want to do what Wigan did. Um, they 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 need to get your know, points in the bag early so that they're not playing catch up and 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 stuff like that. So um, yeah, they'll absolutely um, they'll they'll share that opinion. It might actually just be a case of you know the team that is least rubbish will um, will, <laughs> will win, which we've probably got a fair chance of doing. I think you know being the least rubbish team, we 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 could manage that. It would be really interesting if we if we stuck out sort of Dave and, and Matiesh and, and and all that and, and and obviously all these sort of fringe players. We've got enough players to do it, haven't we? And and, I'd, and to be honest, I'd quite like to see them play. I really would uh, get get some proper sort of match time behind them, and it'd be very very interesting because they've got to be chomping at the bit to play, haven't they? Surely they've got to be if you're a professional footballer. Pro- probably. I I don't know how bothered I am about seeing um, Dave, but I, you know, I'd like to see. I'd actually like to see Rhodes <laughs> get ninety minutes under his belt. 
uh, in a game where you know he's got a real good chance of scoring. And I'd probably be tempted to play Joao as well. Um, I, I think that you know he is 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 going to be a bit part player this this season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and actually, if you're still here by the end of August, then. Um, in a, in a way, I'd probably be a little bit surprised by it, but um, it's a chance for him to to get a bit of football, um, and, and you know, for for any of those players, it might be a chance for them just to state their claim a little bit as to to what they can do, um, and I think you know players like um, you know maybe O'Grady at centre half, who I think played in mm-hmm. the the early stages of the EFL yeah. Cup last season. You know, we can't risk Tom Lee's, we can't we can't even afford to risk playing Daniel Poodle at, 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 at centre half. <laughs> Um, we had this strange situation on Wednesday night where we kind of thought, if one of the centre-backs gets injured, genuinely, who are we going to play? And we came to the conclusion that probably the most likely person would be Stephen Fletcher because he's tall. Uh, because <laughs> there was no one else. We had no one that was a recognised centre-half. So, um, you know, if we play a couple of the youth guys at centre-back, that's fine by me. Uh, we, we can't we can't take any risks. And I, I, I hope that most fans probably share, particularly where we are in terms of injuries and stuff like that, that you know we can't take those risks, and if it means that we lose the game, it doesn't matter. That's fine. Um, so be it. You know, getting getting three points at Fulham, getting three points at Burton, is all that matters over the next seven days. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Um, right then, Jay, do you have any other little bits for this evening? I've got one thing to mention, which is a huge, big well done and congratulations to the Wednesday Cricket Club, uh, who have won their midweek league. Uh, it was just uh, last last week that they uh, that wraps it up. Uh, and I mean, they've had a, a brilliant few uh, few years. They've gone from strength to strength. They've won so many different promotions. And uh, if you remember, we we, we had the uh, the podcast during one of the international breaks last season, where we had uh, Sean and uh, Michael, who came on to uh, to talk to us about just how much they've achieved and what you know they're hoping for moving forward. And brilliant that you know they're still winning stuff. So a, a huge congratulations to um, to them. And um, you know, on to uh, the 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 next kind of milestone for them. So well done. Absolutely, it, it, it's amazing what's happened down there. It really, really is. Obviously, we had a bond uh, um, for a, a proper chat, didn't we? A couple of was it last season, beginning of last season, something like it that. It was. Um, it was last season, yeah. Absolutely. So if you do uh, want to have a little listen to to how that club started and progressed from that point, um, just pop back through our our archives, and it'll be there as well. Uh, right then, Jay. If people want to get all of you over there on their social medias, where can we do that? All been uh, as ever on Twitter at James Marriott. Um, yeah, obviously heading to um, Fulham on on Saturday. Um, anyone that's knocking around, give us a shout as ever. Uh, but not going to Bolton on um, on Tuesday. I, I'm going to have to <laughs> this eye follow thing. It doesn't work with the cup games, does it? Uh, and it, I mean, it obviously, officially, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't work in this country at all, does it? That's the point of it. But, um, you know, so, so I'm guessing I won't have any kind of way of streaming. I'm going to have to actually listen to a game on the radio for the first time in about three years. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I thought you were a radio fan, Jay. I thought you were like a radio chap. I thought this would be your, your main way of, uh, of catching up with the football news. I, I'm not necessarily complaining about listening to a game on the radio. It's just because, <laughs> because I'm normally there, I honestly can't remember the last time that I listened to a Wednesday game on the, uh, on the radio. Uh, do you know what I actually? I, th- I think it would have been. Um, I think it'd have been you know the Rotherham game at home where um, when they had Warnock at man- as manager ah, and they, they won now. because I I missed that game because it was my sister's wedding and um, I thought I might be able to get away in time to get to the game and I didn't but as I was driving back I listened to the second half of it on the um, on the radio and I think that was the last time I listened to a Wednesday 
game on the radio. That's a long time ago. <laughs> it really is a long time ago, absolutely. Um, of course, if you'd like to get all of me over there on the Twitter, you can do that at LordHates, that's L-0-R-D underscore H. You can get all the podcast at T-W-W-Cast as well. And a big, massive shout for our website as well. Please do go over to the Wednesday week. Is it the Wednesday week? I should imagine it probably is. Uh, Thewednesdayweek.co.uk. <laughs> Am I right there, Jake? See, I spend a lot know of time brand, there. Know your brand, Lord H. Know your brand. <laughs> see, on my, it's, it's just a, a, a favourite on my. I just click it, and there it is. I don't have to type it in anymore. Uh, but I'm sure if you do do a little search for the Wednesday, you'll uh, set up our website. And we are still looking for some bloggers, I assume, are we, Jay? If anybody wants to do a bit of a scribbling for us. We are, yeah. I, I, I kind of said last week, and, and, and I'll say the same this week, which is I've, I've, I've sort of just left it a little bit for the start of the season because I think at the moment there's a lot of people wanting to do a bit of moaning, and um, there's, there's plenty of avenues to do that. I think, you know, once once our season really gets going uh, and we can get some, you know, kind of constructive stuff kind of said, um, then, um, you know, we'll really kind of get going in, in earnest. But um, having said that, if you do want to just write something that's having a whinge about stuff, by all means do. Um, and just, yeah, whiz it over to me. Contact me via the. Um, Find the website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. Absolutely. I think we definitely need some bloggage about the, the beer situation in the North Stand as well. There, G. Definitely. I, I'm still angry about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm fuming about it. I, I had to have a pint of Amstel on um, <laughs> on on Wednesday night, which, um, I mean, it, 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 tastes, it, it tastes like piss. That, that, that's got to be said. It's £4 a pint. Uh, it's just like, what what is going on? So, um, you know, Joe Palmer, I don't know if you listen to these um, podcasts or of not, but, um, you know, james at thewednesdayweek.co.uk. We need to talk, man. Drop me a line. We need to talk. <laughs> it has been a pleasure as always, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Be good, be safe, and we shall see you real soon. <laughs> The chance here, a great save by Turner from McClare. Mike Tunn. A terrific goal by Shannon. Brentman against Jones. Get in. You could have two goalkeepers in there, they would have trouble with it soon enough. No way! It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net, Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.